Welcome to the 41st edition of the Pro Wrestling Zone. I am Tiger Height. And I am still the majestic champion of the world, Peanut Gallery. And we are talking about uh, a ton of news, like a freaking ridiculous amount of news. Yes. The NXT TakeOver In Your House that we just finished watching. Woohoo! And Shoot Wrestling, because we're, now we're going to go back, and Shoot Wrestling is one of those things that we're going to talk right. about. Right, so we'll start off with the news, then we'll go to Shoot, then we'll go to NXT TakeOver. No, we're going to go from news to... Oh, no, that's fine. You know, it doesn't matter. Well, yeah, you want people to listen to the, even the boring stuff in the middle. Well, shoot wrestling isn't all that boring. But anyways, it's fine. Let's... We'll, we'll do it that way. That's fine. Okay, so let's talk about news. Yes. Danny, Danny Havoc, he passed away. He was like 41, very young. And where did he wrestle? He wrestled in CZW. He wrestled in Juggalo Championship Wrestling. He was basically like... Ah, uh, he was indie, indie more of the hardcore. Yeah, yeah, more of the hardcore stuff. Okay. Indie hardcore stuff. Um, There was no update on the cause of death. Okay. But his wife did pass away, like, what, two or three months before he did. Yeah. And So there's a lot, you know, obviously. I'm, a, I'm, sure, a, I'm sure you've heard that when the spouse dies, usually the the partner is not too far behind. Right. So there's always that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, but usually they're like 70 or 80, right. not somebody who's like in their mid-40s. Right, yeah, that's kind of, it's, yeah. It's really young. Yeah, and there's no an indication of suicide or anything no um i believe she died of cancer ah okay so we have no idea what happened to her. ah all right that's right now we're gonna keep our nose on it but obviously it sucks there are a mm -hmm. lot of wrestlers who came out and um we're mourning on it and we extend our deepest um condolences to the surviving family and all of that fun stuff WWE introducing a free version of the WWE Network. Ooh, now what does it include? Oh, let me tell you. So they are And how, Jimmy. <laughs> right, they are including new shows. Um, they're bringing back Raw Talk, streaming Monday immediately after Raw. They're doing uh, Monday Night Wars, Ride Along, Table for Three, Photo Shoot, and Storytime from the mm -hmm. originals. They're doing recent episodes of Monday Night Raw, Friday Night SmackDown, NXT. On that, select historical wrestling pay-per-views and NXT TakeOver events. And weekly highlights such as Top 10, WWE's The Bump, WWE Now, and the Best of W... Or the Best of WWE and WWE Timeline. So you get a lot of stuff with this free version. But that also means that with the free version now coming the out... The free trial will not exist. Yes, so there is no more free trial that you'll hear about, you know, like you've and heard every pay-per-view. And to what I've heard was that this is going to be a... Um, this is going to be a precursor for tiered WWE Network. Right. Which isn't a big thing for us because I will get the obviously big tier because we get paid to do this. Right. Um, and also I can write it off on my taxes. Right. Uh, but yes, we'll talk about this one later. Um, this one we already just talked about, so I'm just going to do this. Okay. Uh, let us talk about... We'll talk about this one later because I think you have a lot to say about these three stories. Uh-huh. Let's talk about the um, WWE contracts where... The release superstars. Oh yes, release superstars. Go ahead. They've been so some of them have been offered to come back for pay cuts. 
Yes. Yes. Um, the pay was severely cut, and a lot of them rejected it. Yes. Um, except for Drake Maverick. Yes. Who um, accepted it, and Leo Rush was hella butthurt. I saw what he oh, said. Oh, yeah, Leo Rush. Yeah, he, he does not stop with the controversy. He is not well, very happy. Well, he just, he just had a shitty album come out. Right. So... Obviously, he's trying to promote it as much as possible. Right. And speaking of shitty people who are shitty, let's talk about Sonny. Yeah, Sonny and Jordan Grace. So obviously, my notes were uh, Jordan. It was a, it was a, it was a Twitter thing. Yeah. So basically, what happened was, um, with all of this going on, I believe Sonny kept criticizing Jordan Grace for her looks. Yes. That Jordan Grace isn't the you know, isn't the tallest girl. She's not like the diva that she's Sunny. Not, she's not the fittest bitch. Right. But she's actually really good at her job, which is wrestling. And Sunny's like, you know, short fat girls need um give them a chance where everyone is like, Are you fucking kidding me, bitch? Um, you know, obviously Right. Oh, also fun fact, uh her Twitter profile is now private. Ah. You have to be accepted into her circle, into her little um her little cult that accepts her? Yes, that agree with her that Jordan Grace is just a fat little woman who doesn't know how to do the wrestling. But guess what? Uh, she's a nice lady, and she's cool. She gave it. And, and, and she christened the majestic champion of the world. Right, we did, um, we did the title touch, which is like, yes. Yes, we're now, we're now official. Yes, um, but no, she's really cool, and she's just really good, too. She's very good at wrestling. Yes. So, it, it's kind of rumor and fun shit, but, like, dude, seriously? She's just trying to get publicity because her OnlyFans is tanking because she's now an ugly cunt who obviously has, still has a needle in her arm. Now, speaking of not ugly cunts, let's talk about Tony Storm, so, who... who every, everybody knew this. Let's talk about Juice Robinson, who's the luckiest man in the world, right? So, yes, um, Tony... <laughs> Tony Storm has confirmed on her Twitter that she is dating Juice Robinson. Excellent. Um, I think everyone and their mother knew that they were dating. Yeah. And it was just took them a while, but it's like, who the fuck cares? Right. This is your personal life, and if your company, um, if your company fires you for your personal life, right. I guarantee you there is a company that's all elite who won't give a fuck. Obviously, Britt Baker and Adam Cole. Yeah, anyway, baby. Anyway, um, good on him, one hundred percent. Tony Storm is awesome. She's really hot. Anyway, it, the Fighter Fest format. Yes, so it is going to be two weeks. It is going to be just like um, it's going to be just like what Impact did. They're going to take over two of their shows, and they are going to do Fighter Fest over the course of two weeks in early July. Great idea. We have we have no idea. Very di very digestible. We don't know how many matches are going to be on the card. Well, we do. But that's, that's 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 a lie. We don't know how many matches. No, we don't know how many matches. You we said do we know. don't we don't know matches yet. Like, no, yes, I we said do. we know how many matches. No, no, not. no. I know how. I know what matches are on the card as of right now. Pina I just gallery, don't know how many of them. Pina are Pina gallery on the card. is stumbling over himself. You know what? You know what? See, this is the problem. This is why he can't win any belts because he is just butthurt about everything. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> you're just you're just you're just keeping her warm for me. Anyway. Oh, whatever. Um, let's talk about. Let's talk. Oh, okay, let's talk about. We're, we're gonna talk about that because these ones need a little more context. Ah. Okay, so Slammiversary commercial had Luke, uh, Doc Gallows, Carl Anderson had um, EC3, EC3, Rockstar Spud. It had Mike Bennett and Mike, Maria. Yeah, Mike, Mike Bennett and Maria, and yep, and um, and a, Eric Young, yes. and a Bulgarian flag. So it essentially did like a 
fake newsreel of, of like was, and yeah. somebody was watching at the very end it was a bulgarian flag so i don't know how the fuck they're gonna pull this off but it looks like they signed all of these people to a contract there, which is I did just read about how they're trying to impact is doing a great job in trying to reestablish themselves as at least the top three wrestling companies. Right. And I think they're getting there. I know they, they almost went out of business there for a while, but wow, wow, they are doing a great job with this. Oh, absolutely. Their women's division is rock solid. Their tag team division's okay. Their singles division leaves a little bit to be desired, but we'll get over it and move right. on. Um, obviously, the future of the Impact World Champion will be decided next week as well. I believe that they're going to strip Tessa Blanchard because they have no idea when she's going to be able to come back. Ah, excellent. Which is fine. It's not a huge deal. Um, she will obviously be always a contender for the Impact World Champion. Yes. So, oh, speaking of which, Charlotte is also thinking about going for a men's title. Yes. Um, that Short is story. That is something that has been rumored. And honestly, at this point, what does she have to do in the women's division? Right. All right. So let's talk about... Let's, let's, let's do from top to bottom here because I feel like this one is more relative to what's going on currently. No, I know who that is. All right. Let's talk about Clutch Adams. So Clutch Adams had a match um, on AW Dark this next coming week. Right. Some tweets that he has put out have surfaced that kind of... Well, number one, I think AEW pulling his match is ridiculous. These tweets were from seven years ago when he was 19 the fuck years old. But this is a this is something that a lot of young people need to learn. That if you... Basically, it was like homophobic and blah, 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 slurs, right. whatever. Now, I don't... Here's my take on it, and I'll let you talk because I think you have your own opinion of it. And you may or may, or may or may not agree with me. Locker room talk is fine. If you're talking with your boys in the privacy of yourself, you can say whatever you want. Right. And if they get a pop out of it, great. But locker room talk is not meant for social media ever. Right. You're exposing yourself to the world. Right. If you want to make homophobic shit, and if you want to join the KKK, and if you want to do all of that... Unless you know the ramifications of this, you need to understand that social media is not the place for it. Mm -hmm. Call your friend and say, oh, blah, 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 blah. Peanut Gallery and I are brothers. We say stuff that I would never say on here. <laughs> Because he knows that I'm kidding. Right. He knows that I'm getting a pop out of and, him. And we've all said, we've all said crappy stuff in the past. I mean, you know, the thing, too, is that when you do become more this famous... Is, this, is, this is seven years ago, right. too. Let's calm but down. But when you do become more well-known, it is probably prudent and wise for you to just do a social media check. And if you said stuff that you don't want people to say, delete your accounts and make it over again. I know it's a hard process to do, but if you want to It'll, save well, face... People, people will screenshot it forever. But I know. basically what you need to do... But you just need to watch... When you become well, more well-known... This, well is, this known. is for people who know in, the, like, know in the future. Right. I've been a personality of sorts on social media for a better course of 10 years. Right. I, I, under, I understood that locker room talk is one thing. The thing about Donald Trump and grabbing them by the pussy... 
That was locker room talk. Right. That was recorded without his knowledge. Right. That's why nobody cared because it's like, that's different. Right. He's just talking to a guy. Right. And I'm sorry, but the only people who should give a fuck about that are just the guys. Yeah. I, like I said, I say things that I would never say in front of another person. You know why? Because I want to make my brother laugh. Right. And we <laughs> laugh at it, and nobody is hurt by it. Right. I'm not racist. I'm not sexist. You know right. why? Because everybody is a person to me. Right. But guess what? Sometimes I make cringy-ass jokes that may be illicit <laughs> for the sake of kind of getting a fun little pop. Who cares? Right. So speaking of illicit... So I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that, leave it to the floor. I don't think Clutch Adams... I think Clutch Adams approached it incorrectly about putting it on social media. Right. And I recommend if you would not say it to your mother, don't put it on social media. Hey, let's talk about one who's racist today, Jackson Riker. I don't believe he's racist. Well, Jackson, so Jackson Riker's tweet was he was supporting the president of the United States. Of course, the president of the United States is doing things that are less than admirable right now, um, especially in the face of everything that's going on. But you have your opinions on that, and I have my opinions on that. However, Jackson Riker is is alienating himself not only from the company but also from his tag team partners. Although he is in, he is being encouraged, like like people actually want to work with him now because he's he's not backing down from the comments that he said. He didn't say anything racist. He didn't say anything sexist or anything like that. But his his support of the president has has polarized the entire locker room. That's kind of what. That's kind of a brief synopsis. Okay, so given the present circumstances, and I've been very vocal about this, um, Jackson Riker can say whatever the hell he wants. Mm -hmm. I have not come out about what is going on because nobody uh, needs to know my opinions. Right. I could be in full support of it and not say anything. That's my prerogative. Right. And my social medias are almost for 100% of the time strictly business. Yeah. I'm going to continue to do the shows. I'm going to continue what I post, and right. nobody can say anything about it. I know who I am as a person. But Jackson, Jackson Riker is a veteran. Yeah. He has every right to say what he wants on his social media. Right. But – Every action has a reaction. Right. And negative as well. This is why, I mean, a lot of this stuff, it's like yeah. a lot of people are looking at what's happening as a bunch of fucking crybabies. Well, that's, and, that's, that's not my opinion. But, but this, is, this is opinion of others. This is a reaction. Okay, great, great. Okay, let's move on. What Jackson, about Jackson Riker? He is polarizing. That's the story. Yes, and guess what? Jackson Riker has given the Forgotten Sons a lot of great free publicity because controversy creates cash. Okay, great. There we go. Now, you don't have to say about your opinions. No one cares. Blah, blah, blah. It's, a, it's, it's about the context of the matter. Well, yeah, of he course. Can, he can support the president of the United States if he wants. He should not be raked over the coals and burned at the fucking stake for it. But we all know what time. You can you can read the day as, as you know, if people are like, if people are like competent about the news, they know what they day listen. Came they out. listen to us because number one, we give the news and we give our opinions on it as well. Well, yeah, I gave and, I gave and, my and opinions. Okay, great. Can okay. I not give mine? But no, you went through an entire backstory though. It's like then 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 then. Well, no, it, okay. because because it, it leads to something. 
is that Jackson Riker, I think, knew full and goddamn well what he is doing. Well, yeah, he's doing it on purpose, of course. We all knew that. And guess what's happening? The Forgotten Sons is something that people now want to see on television. Not everybody. People okay. want him to go away, too. He is okay, very... every, everybody has done this. People he... have said that the Forgotten Sons are just a bunch of boring assholes who should go away, too, because of their logo. Their logo is the, um, the uh, Lost Soldiers thing. But again, you can agree with me that his tweets were very polarizing. They were very polarizing. Okay. Pol polarizing is a subjective term. Polarizing meaning that it gets a lot of attention. It does not, maybe not necessarily. No, polar polarizing means that people either love him a lot for those or hate him a lot. He has polarized. Right. A certain segment of the population. And guess what? There are a lot of people on social media that are doing that currently. Right. I don't care what you do on social media. Just understand that there are ramifications for this, which is the same thing about the Clutch Adams thing. Yeah. It all wraps up together. Right. So just be careful on social media. If right. you're if you're if you're if you're becoming more and more well known. And I think I will I think Jackson Riker knew exactly what he was he doing. He knew what he knew exactly what he was doing. He, he knows he knows the power of social media. He wanted to support the person that he cares about, and he has every fucking right to do so because right. we live in the United States. Okay. Let's move on. WWE's right. cut pay for referees and producers by 20%. Well, it's not by 20% across the board. It's up to 20%. Ah, uh, it's up to, so they're still experiencing some problems, even though they posted record revenue, supposedly. Yes. Supposedly, they've recorded. The, the projection, even to this day, is that they're going to make their first billion dollars ever. Okay, well, we'll see. Now, that's, now, now that, that's like hella... No. Well, we'll see how we'll see if that happens and how that happens. But that's ridiculous. And any referee or producer who got a pay cut because of this bullshit maybe should rethink their priorities unless they're getting fucking health insurance. Right. That'd be the only reason why I would say it. it's like, okay, if you want to cut my pay, that's fine, but I'm not going to work a full schedule. Right. You can go fuck yourself. Okay, so let's go talk about now the cream of the crop here, the NXT and developmental All talent right, so being I'm, used now as... This, this, is, this is something that needs a... like. You can't paraphrase any of this. Okay. Because it's all very important. So, so let's go to the story. What's the story about this? NXT and developmental talent were used at the WWE tapings last Monday, and... Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. So Rest that includes... This is, this is according to Wrestle Inc. as well. This is including Raw, SmackDown, NXT. And this and is including the fans and their competitors. Now, does it also include In Your House? That just took no. place? Okay. No, that that was actually live. Well... No, it wasn't live. No, it was, it was pre-taped like on the 7th. Oh, okay. So I don't think that was Monday. The 7th is today. Oh, no. Yeah. Today is the 7th. No, this was taped on Wednesday. Sorry, oh, okay. no, they're, they're taping Backlash today. Ah, okay. Yes, they're taping Backlash today. Oh, okay. Um, so, yes, this was taped on the 7th, so this was the very tail end of the taping. It was not taped on the 7th. It was taped on the 3rd. Yes. You said Did the 7th. Did I say the 7th? Yes. Oh, apologies. This was taped on the 3rd. This was taped on Wednesday, the very last tapings of Wednesday the 3rd. Um, and basically... Wrestle Inc., I'm going to give them full credit because they're the ones who reported it, have learned that talent had a meeting at Full Sail um, within those days of last Monday at 10 a.m. for testing. And this is basically how it goes. They get tested at Full Sail. If they are approved, they are shuttled to the Performance Center. They are there from about 11 o'clock in the morning 
to about 10 o'clock at night. Right. Where they only sit during breaks, uh, they do multiple matches a day, yep. and their pay is essentially cut. And they get the temperatures, the questionnaires to fill out every single day that they're there. Yes. And if something is not approved by Mr. McMahon, they will stay longer. There was an incident, I believe, on Monday that the tapings went into about midnight, 2 o'clock in the morning. So these wrestlers... The only, no, reason no, it, the only reason it went to midnight was because they were taping the match that we're going to talk about, the backstage yes. brawl match, and they had to wait for the rain. Yes. So they were there for about 14 hours. Yes, um, and nobody was... Nobody was allowed to leave under their own power. They right. had to be shuttled back to the perform or to full sail. Yes. Nobody in that locker room was happy. No, they were all, all pissed. They were I mean, pissed is being very nice. They weren't given access to like catering, for example. They were they, not. they were not given access to the services that are normally afforded to superstars. And so take of it what you will. I don't agree with it. I don't think it was a good idea, it, but it's a good idea. It's ridiculous. That's yes. almost fucking slave labor. And yeah. if these people are getting their cut, these they're getting pay paid. Cuts. No, they're getting paid the normal amount. They're not right. getting cuts. I mean, like the referees and stuff. They're not allowed no. to leave. No, no, the no. The producers aren't allowed to leave, and they're getting a twenty fucking percent pay cut. But for they're some also of them. they also have access to things like catering and stuff that the people in the crowds are not given access to. Oh, that's true. Okay, yeah. Also, the reason that they were pissed was because they're essentially being paid to say yay or boo. It's like, okay, I'm not getting my my money's worth. Right. You know, kind this of is, thing. This is almost wasting my time. Right. And also, fourteen hours without any kind of access to food and shit that's ridiculous well they can bring sack lunches but that's about it yeah but that's ridiculous yeah. still i'm sorry these are these are performers and some of them may have a specific diet regimen that they have to keep up to keep a certain physique that they want yeah that's true and so. it, it's it's the dumbest thing i've ever heard yep. and i think that the, fed, the federal government should break into the fucking performance center and kind of figure out what the hell is going on right unfortunately they're not because um linda mcmahon is a chairman of one of the super PACs that's helping Trump. Hooray. And hooray. Like, hooray corruption. Yes, corruption on that end. All right, anyways. It's ridiculous. So, oh, my God. Anyways, we are about 22 minutes and 10 seconds into I the knew, news. Well, okay, there was a lot of news. There was. So uh, after we get back from the break, we're going to do a short history on shoot wrestling and see if it's a good or a bad idea, and then we'll move on okay. to the... Um, takeover takeover pay-per-view so yes. we'll be right back and we are back and let's talk about shoot wrestling yes so shoot wrestling was featured no wait wait before before oh. we get into it this is shoot wrestling in general not shoot fights in wrestling there right. might be another conversation for another day ah. but this is tied into the well we'll talk about that later yeah it was it was featured in it was featured in um in uh that well, brawl one, for all, yeah, brawl for all. This was the brawl for all subject that we wanted to talk about, but I think that that was um, there was a pay per view event. Yeah, there of some was. Kind there was something. Though, yeah. I think it was a WrestleMania or something like that. I cannot remember. For I life can't. No, me. I'll I'll look back at it. So anyway, no, um, that was New Jacks. Oh. I think it was like in. I think it was NXT. No, it was Rebellion. Oh, okay. So. Um, the shoe wrestling concept was kind of looked at seriously by Carl Gotch, who wrestled in the 60s, and he really took, um, he took wrestling very seriously, and he wanted to incorporate a lot of shoot 
fighting aspects into it. Mm -hmm. So takedowns, and he is the person who really injected the concept of submissions to his style to make somebody... It was not tap out. It was submit, right. where they acknowledged the submission instead of a pinfall or a points thing, right. which was the case back in the Hackenschmidt, Carl right. Gotch era. He and uh, Billy Riley of the uh, Wigan popularized the infamous cat catch-as-catch-can wrestling, which is what Daniel Bryan, Drew Gulak, Cesaro, like... Um, counter after counter into something that they can't counter. Right. That's kind of what that was, and this is popularized in the 60s, but it didn't really catch on. Right. Um, Carl Gotch, a fun fact, a fun after the math, Carl Gotch left professional wrestling yeah. and went on the circuit, on, on literally in circus events, mm -hmm. and paid... I think it was like five thousand mm -hmm. dollars to anybody that could take him down. Okay, he did not have to pay out a single person, huh? Because of his knowledge of shoot wrestling, right? And that was how he did until he couldn't go on anymore, right? And he got that from Farmer Burns back in the '30s, who did the same thing, huh? But he did like. $3,000. Uh, I remember the inflation, $3,000 was a fucking insane amount of money. Right. He also wrestled bears, and I'm not kidding you, he wrestled bears. Fun fact. Nice. Anyway, um, Carl Gotch, um, he had a student, the name of Antonio Inoki. Ooh, was, I know that guy. <laughs> right? That wasn't his actual name, um, obviously. Right. Actually, now his name was Muhammad. He joined the um, Nation of Islam. Ah, excellent. Yep. So, he really took a gander at MMA in Japan because it really became popular when he was wrestling. Right. So, he created New Japan, and he wanted to incorporate MMA-style stuff into wrestling. Okay. It was not successful. And, he, you know, he did a bunch of tournaments and blah, blah, blah. Right. He didn't get over it, so he made um, basically what this... Like combination was it was called Inokiism, yeah, which is the moniker that what he was trying to do, which incorporated rounds and everything, but with a predetermined finish. Right. So it was all real except for the finish. Right. They're like, okay, you do whatever you want, but this person is going over. That is Inokiism. Right. Okay. Um, Inoki Geno Federation was founded in 2007, which is where the IWGP kind of. It was yes. it was like IWGP was a combination was, of the Inoki and and because there was a there was a situation yeah. in Japan where every promotion had one lineage of titles. Right. So the so IWGP was the International Wrestling oh. Grand Prix is the oh. moniker of IWGP. They're keeping it now because that is a traditional thing. Right. Because. The titles, even to this day, can be defended in any event if they wanted to. Right, but anyways... It's, it's he, like the NWA right, he, for Japan. But that's what he joined. He joined that kind of conglomerate. Right. And he kept the titles. This is kind of like how TNA kind now, of kept the right. NWA titles now, for a number the, of years. The um, Inoki Genome Federation did the same exact thing. It was more of an MMA class. Oh, okay. But they incorporated pro wrestling moves ah, into it. Okay. And it started in 2007 because he 
Because there was a there was a discrepancy with Brock Lesnar as champion. Right. Noki wanted Brock Lesnar as IWGP champion, but he would not right. sign a full deal and he would not go back to Japan. Ah. So basically, the this federation was formed because of his relationship with Lesnar. Ah. From there, that is when Kurt Angle beat Lesnar right. for the IWGP Heavyweight oh. Champion, and that is why there are two different championships. Right. And then um, Shinsuke Nakamura beat Lesnar to bring the champion back because mm -hmm. Shinsuke had MMA experience and Lesnar pulled right. a Bob Backlund in the case. But um, that did not last long. I think it only lasted until about 2011 right. until it um, defunct because well, obviously we'll get into it later. But... From there, there was the Japanese Universal Wrestling Federation, and they keep this different because it also used UWF in Japan. Right. So that's that, that obviously that's why it's called the Japanese Universal Wrestling. So it's Federation. not the same UWF that we're going to get familiar with mm -hmm. in a future. It's, it's not Herb Abrams. Right. And it's not um, uh, Vern Gagne. Yes. Which was the original concept of Enochism, right? Not formed by Enochi. right? This was the first promotion to embrace a true shoot style wrestling, right? In there, and it was founded in 1984. Oh, okay. And New Japan was not founded until like the mid 90s. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, it, but that was defunct in 1990. It only lasted about six years. Okay. Um, and obviously, we know about some big-time matches. There was uh, Floyd Mayweather and The Big Show Yeah, at WrestleMania 24. That was a partial shoot match, wasn't yes, it? Yes, it was. Um, Floyd Mayweather really liked the pageantry, and Big Show was like... Big Show was big enough to where he could take a full Mayweather punch without actually getting like super hurt because right. Big Show was gigantic. Right. Um, and that was a really fun match. I love that match. Uh, there is obviously the thing where Chris Jericho wanted to do a match with Mickey Rourke yep. because Mickey Rourke did the wrestler back during um, the WrestleMania 25. Yeah. And Mickey Rourke actually is a Golden Glove boxing champion ah. as well. So Jericho even wanted to do that. And then with the whole budding rivalry with <gasps> Jesus Christ, excuse me. Mike Tyson and Chris Jericho. Mm -hmm. Jericho even proposed a boxing match with Tyson. Which is still in the works. It is. It's currently now. Um, but the one big shoot fight thing that I want to talk about, which is a thumbnail, is the infamous match between Antonio Inoki and Muhammad Ali. Okay, let's talk about it. Um, this was a kickboxing match. Okay. And Inoki understood the power because this was Muhammad Ali Prime. Right. And this was in Japan. And basically, Inoki laid it on the ground and did leg kicks the whole time. Muhammad Ali was pissed. He was so unhappy. <laughs> Needless to say, he was fucking pissed. Um, I believe it went to a draw. Okay. Um, and this was one of the biggest... This was, like, the precursor to actual wrestlers going into it. Oh, okay. Because Muhammad Ali in his prime. This is prime Muhammad Ali. And Antonio Inoki, at the time, was the biggest thing in Japan. Right. And I think a lot of people need to realize how big this was. Right. Um, even to this day, a fun thing about Antonio Inoki, his match with Flair in the collision in Korea, which was in uh, North Korea is still the 
most attended professional wrestling event of all time. Yeah, I know. Two events. Yep. The first one had, I think, like 94,000 people, and the second had 109. Right. Now, they were probably forced to go there. Right. But it's still, to this day, a professional wrestling event. That happened. That happened and is still the most highly attended one ever. Right. And I'm not sure. Maybe we'll do a um, MP throwback on that event. Yeah. It was mesmerizing. Yeah. It, I mean, this was huge. Right. So, um, with the history laid out, let's do an open forum discussion on if shoot can be done in wrestling. Oh, and also remember, Impact also did the rank, the points and rank system right. with the Impact Grand Champion. Right. And earlier versions of um, uh, British wrestling right. was a ranked system wrestling match right so because of the time that we have of course you guys are more than free to put your comments down below right we'll give a brief synopsis though maybe about one to two minutes i know apiece. i kind of went on a tangent but i think that the context is one to two minutes a piece to see right what if shoot wrestling has if it's okay, good we, 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 bad we can do it as, much, as much as we want i, I just know. i just think like full context because a lot of people think that this is a newer fad right and it's like oh hell no this thing like precursed like 1980s okay I mean, so ahead. there is no place for shoot wrestling today um because there's mma because mma is so popular that professional wrestling should really get away from utilizing shoot wrestling right i understand that shoot wrestling was important but if you want to do something like that you know it's, it's not it's it's harder to like actually perform a match that shoot wrestling with that being like obvious like right oh my god you know here comes conor mcgregor versus somebody from wwe but it's a wwe match tyson very braun Strowman. yeah that was obviously a wwe match so you knew that wasn't going to be shoot wrestling but tyson fury is also a professional boxer which right. is more of a shoot component of fighting right so, so he had, he had so, to adjust his style to so go the to that. so the only way that actually works is if it's like obvious like mm -hmm. a wrestling match that happens to have a fighter in it or, or whatever right so shoot wrestling as it existed in the past cannot be a thing today no. just because mma is so popular now right so that's that's what i have so my thing is is that i think i think shooter competitors can be in wrestling but wrestling is about pageantry wrestling is about the story mm -hmm. about the context mm -hmm. it is the story that leads to the match instead of the match that drives the story right which is what like mcgregor and mayweather had right it was the fight the fight was already set but these two had such polarizing personalities yeah that helped build the match right Wrestling is the opposite. So right. a, wrestler, a wrestler obviously can go to MMA, but you can't combine MMA with pro wrestling. No. It just can't be done. And it Somebody, was, like I said, it was fine in like the and, 90s. And remember, with, with the Brawl for All, Mr. McMahon wanted to predetermine the winners, but still have them be serious. Right. Which is why Bart Gunn won, because Bart Gunn knocked everybody out. Right. There was no getting around that. Right. Because they were actually trying to punch each other. Right. And they there was a, there was a certain technique about punches where you don't throw out a hamstring and collapse into oblivion right. and look like a bunch of drunk idiots on the fucking screen, which is what happened with the brawl for right. all. I'm trying to still tie it in with the cocks. Ah, okay. Um, I think that 
I don't think it can be done. No. I think people know the difference between them, but I do appreciate the history yep. on what these people tried to do. And like I said, because remember right. the, the the origin of professional wrestling was carny wrestling. Right. So you know, obviously, if MMA was not as popular as it is today, we probably would still see it. But if you want to see some shoot fighting, you don't watch a wrestling show. You, you watch. Don't, you don't watch a pro wrestling show. You don't watch a pro you wrestling watch, show. You, you watch, watch. You watch. You watch UFC. You or Bellator, you, right, or whatever. You watch MMA. You watch um, the, that. You watch you UBC, watch, whatever. Right. You watch amateur wrestling. You don't go to WWE, AW, and stuff for and like, ex and expect actual fighting to take place. Now they they do put their bodies in the line. Yes. We appreciate that, but like. Uh, a winner that's not predetermined. Right. Everything in the match, for the most part, is predetermined. Right. It's a cooperation. Right. And that's what makes re professional wrestling so unique. It's like it's like Cirque du Soleil with more punches. Exactly. <laughs> it, it's literally what that is. Yeah. It's a physical. It's a. It's a act that mimics a actual sport. Right. So, but now they they do get hurt and everything, right. and we appreciate it. And you do have to have some physical capacity to do it, but obviously, it just can't be done. Right. It just simply can't right. be done. So, anyways, let us know what your what your thoughts are below. Um, also, we are thinking about we're thinking about starting a a Discord server. If you guys want to start a Discord. You know, if you want us to start a Discord, we'd be more than happy to put one on. But um, let us know in the comments below what your thoughts are on it. And when we come back from the break, we'll do NXT TakeOver in, in your, your house. house. Yeah.
and we are back. Let's talk about NXT TakeOver In Your House. Which just happened. NXT TakeOver In Your House. The commercials were amazing. They had My it. favorite commercial was the one where they did the, the 1-800 number for ordering the shirts and stuff online like you used to do back in the oldie days. Yes, and also they had like, oh, send it to this address. Right. I'm like, yes. Um, also, they didn't have the original announcer. They had a guy that sounded a lot like the original announcer. And unfortunately... No, they had the they had the guy who was the original announcer. Oh, that did. Was, that was him. Oh, I can't that remember. was... I can't remember his name now. Son of a I bitch. can't remember his name either. Look it up on Wikipedia. Um, so yeah, that was pretty cool. Also, there was no house. There was no house available. Um, so you couldn't get you couldn't win a free house, unfortunately. No. Uh Todd um Pettingill. That was his name. Todd they, Pettingill. They had Todd Pettingill actually be there. Oh, let's talk about DX. Oh, so we'll, we'll, so the segment was is that they were trying to figure out how to order like shirts and stuff, so they had Shawn Michaels, Triple H and um uh Brian James yeah. uh or Road Dog Road sit Dog. back there and look at a very old computer with their glasses and we're like what the fuck is going on? Triple H is like banging on the top. Yes. I saved I saved that picture. I posted some stuff right. on Twitter. Because they look like like three old men trying to like get it was this. it was it was so good. You know, that's the kind of stuff that's smart and it's funny, and it's it does not hurt the product. Right. In fact, it kind of improves it because right. it's still in your house. <laughs> just, it is really funny how they um, did that. The the entrance had the original in your house set it up did. as well. Mm -hmm. It did. Also, um, the first promo that was ever done with um, the narrator being Beth Phoenix with for the Triple Threat she Women's did very Match. Very good. That was a good promo. Oh, uh, Beth Phoenix was great as like um, a uh, voiceover yes. for a lot of these. Promos. She's she has really improved so. Oh, much. absolutely. So she seems, she seems more confident. Mara Ronaldo. I think Mara Ronaldo is really helping. Yeah, her. I think so. And you know, I mean, she's becoming a very good announcer. Yeah. Um. Also, fun fact: she is the youngest WWE Hall of Famer. I did not know that. Excellent. Yeah. Or at least the um youngest living. Let's right. put it that way. Uh, let's go into the, some matches though. We started off with the six-woman tag team match. It was um, Stotzi Blackheart. I butcher that name. Tegan Knox and Mia Yim versus Raquel Gonzalez, Dakota Kai, and Candice LeRae. This match was awesome. It was. It was a good match. A lot of drama. A lot of a lot. A lot of rival. This was how you do like uh, two or three rivalries kind of packed into a match. And I was kind of like. Not big about this match, but they opened with it, which really helped. Yeah. Also, it was a good match. Oh, it was very good. And it's like, goddamn, this this division is just great. I know it is. But it was the shiniest wizard on Dakota Kai by Tegan Knox yeah. to win, and it was it was just a good match. I it was. This. It was a great match. Um, Tegan Knox and, and, and um, Dakota Kai. Blackheart Blackheart did not kill herself doing a spot uh, And uh, Tegan Knox Dakota Kai had almost the exact same hair, which probably mm -hmm. is the case to us that they are still BFFs in IRA. An IRL. Oh, I'm 100%. And uh, I even I even pointed that out, and it was bothering me. Also, if you actually go back and watch this, um, you're going to hear like announcing and stuff in two different ways. Right. Like one is going to be a fraction of the second before the other. That's just because the camera audio is picking up the audio right. from the people before it goes into the audio that they want right. to be. There's something called the mute button, people. Let's use it. Ah, uh, you know. I mean, it didn't take. It didn't take a ton I'm, I'm, away. I'm being. I'm being like really nitpicky because I know production kind of, and it's annoying. But you know, I mean. 
other than that, there it was, wasn't it was it was a really like it was a really minuscule little nitpick. Yeah, it was. Anyway, uh, Finn Balor and Damian Priest. Oh my god, this match was fucking awesome. Oh yeah, this match was really good. Oh my god, I mean, um, they're, Damian, they're sleeping on Damian Priest. Yeah, man. they are. Yeah, Damian Priest. I mean, he doesn't have a lot of time left. He's thirty-eight years old, so they really gotta if they really if they really want to work. He's really thirty-eight years. Yeah, old. Yeah, he's thirty-eight years old. Oh my god. Oh, then I did not know that. Yeah, though they are sleeping on Damian Priest. Otherwise, he's gonna start sleeping in the ring because he's getting old. Ah, oh, don't shit, my God. <laughs> Just kidding. Damian Priest has at least 10, 15 good years left. In oh, him. <laughs> well, his his style is really good. Also, he has a presence about. Yeah, him. he does. Um, you know everything about him is like keep this guy in NXT, but you know have him go for like the North American Champion again or something. Right. And I understand why they didn't because he and Keith Lee had a couple of matches on there, but my God, whatever. Right. Um. But Finn Balor won with Coup de Gras, two of them actually. And Damian, this was a build Damian Priest without him winning. Right. Because Damian Priest did not look bad in the loss. No, he, he did looked not. awesome. Finn Balor. Well, one Finn Balor actually did need to win this. Yeah, he did. I think he needed to win this match more than Damian Priest. Exactly. So it's like let's build Damian Priest still without him making him look like right. total dog shit. Right. So yeah, it was a good match. You know, not a lot of stipulations attached to it, but it was still like an awesome match. The one thing I can't figure out is if Finn Balor is a babyface or a heel. He's an anti-hero, I think. Nah, I don't know. I think it's stupid. It's like just go, just go like balls deep with Finn Balor turning. Right. So. Anyway, speaking of people who turn heel and look awesome. Keith Lee and Johnny Gargano for the NXT North American Champion. So this is a match where I actually was able to retain. Yes. Um, so Keith Lee, of course, is awesome. Also, he was born that BLM stuff, Black Lives Matter, and that was amazing. I kind of figured I was going to be fucked by then because Johnny Gargano was... Johnny Gargano's a chicken shit heel, and you never... It's like, you, you also don't, his, you also don't want... His, his entrance. Yeah. His, so he... Was sitting at his table. Uh-huh. He gets up. Oh, yeah. And then full, he walk- full wrestling gear. He goes through the door that's at the In Your House event. He locks it, and that's how he goes out where everybody else is going through the garage. Right. And it was so good. He put his key back in his in his pocket near the uh, near the crotch area. Yes. And so he used it a couple of times. This story, the story in this match was Incredibly yeah, it was it was about using the key, you know, to to punch out Keith Lee's eye, which he did then, with you know, a car rake, key. Breaking of the eyes, the broken hand, right? Nuances. Um, Kinsler Ray kind of went out there to try to stop, but Mia Yim stopped her, right? And it's like, oh my God, Johnny Gargano actually might win this, which would have been just the worst thing at this time. But Keith Lee did retain with the big bang catastrophe. It was it was a great match. It was that, a really good. That match. was, in my opinion, the show stealer match right there. Oh, I I will I will agree with you on that one hundred percent. So, anyways, that that was the NXT North American Championship match. Let's go. Now after this, they take a break from the from the um, from the. Uh, uh, Hold on, I'm I'm trying to think here. They take a break from full sale and they go into the back lot. Where oh, Adam- also, also, um, just like kind of in here, and I really hope this is a thing. Uh, throughout the show, they promoted ice cream bars. Yes, they did superstar ice cream bars, and they did this during the original one because that's when the superstar ice cream bars were first introduced. They were, and I even put on Twitter, if this is a thing. My freezer is going to be full of these. Mm-hmm. 
Because I heard from people that the original ice cream bars were, like, not the worst things in the world. Mm -hmm. But they were just really expensive to make. I really hope they actually start making those. It would be fantastic. Anyway, hey, that's, let's, let's that's, move. That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a facade. Let's talk about the back lot brawl for the NXT champion match. So, it was essentially a ring in, in, a, in oh, this the is back Adam lot. Cole, Adam Cole, Velveteen Dream. If Velveteen Baby. Dream could not beat the NXT champion... Then he would not be able to go for, for the, the title while well. Adam Cole Bebe is still the champion. Right. So that's the setup for this match. Also, it was a backlot brawl, so there was a little bit of cinematic in there. Actually, there was a lot of cinematic in there. It was. It was like a, it was like a gritty cinematic. It was. I it really, was. It was a really gritty it cinematic. Was, it was like Blair Witch Project wrestling. Yeah, I mean, Velveteen Dream came in his Lambo. Adam Cole Bebe came out in his gigantic, like... Truck. His gigantic truck that apparently was full of chairs. Right. Of course, you got to see the rest of the... Um, Dexter Dexter Loomis kidnapped some people and presumably raped them. (laughs) I mean, look at his mustache. I mean, come on. I mean, any any person over the age of 12 will probably make him vomit, but we'll... (laughs) (laughs) So, anyways, uh, you know, the match match was what it was. Mm -hmm. It was essentially what a backlot brawl match is. They, like, hit each other a bunch of times. There was a little bit of wrestling. Great storytelling, though. Yeah, there was. Uh, My favorite part was when um, Velveteen Dream was trying to get through and try and knock on doors and try to jiggle doors open and stuff. That was and pretty then, good. I like and that. Then, and then he gets, and then he gets splashed with. Um, he gets, he gets sprayed uh, with, sprayed um, with the CO two from fire, the fire, fire extinguisher. Yeah. Yep. So that was fun. Um, also, all the chairs and stuff. I mean, you know, it almost looked like the crowd. The crowd were in the cars, and yeah. the cars basically lit the arena, and it was. It, it felt really great. Right. It, and I was, it, it was nice. I mean, I mean, when when uh, William Regal said it would be. The spotlights would be on them. The spotlights literally were on them. It was it was a lot of fun. It, it was. was very good. Um, it was a great match. And also, well, Panama, it was okay. Right, it wasn't great. Panama Sunrise for Velveteen Dream to lose. Yep. I mean, I was kind of indifferent about this because I'm like, like I, I hate saying that I'm getting kind of sick of Adam Cole's WWE. Baby, is that NXT Championship run? Yes, but I mean, at the same time, it's like who else could be NXT Champion? Right. Keith Lee. <laughs> and why he's not, I'll never know. <laughs> Anyways, so um, after that, they they go back to the Performance Center or to Full Sail. I don't know where they actually they are. I, be, I believe they are an actual Full Sail because right. the little stage set up like that yeah. is um, practice runs for movies and stuff. Ah, uh, okay. So they use that setup for those, so they are in full sale. Ah, uh, so yeah. after that, Tommaso Ciampa and Karrion Cross have a match. It was, you know, for, t- I expected Cross, a t- Cross I ex- dominated the majority of this match. I expected a Ciampa match to be a little bit longer than it was, so I was actually relatively disappointed. But eh, you know, it was what it was. Karrion they were they were Cross not gonna have Carry and Cross lose. There was no way. No, but you know, Carry and Cross got the win. It was just it was a bathroom break match. Right. It was it was a cross jacket, and I think um Tommaso Ciampa is either gonna take some time off, leave and go to um AEW right. because I would love to see him and John Moxley because my dick cannot get more erect. <laughs> and also, you know, okay. they're they're really 
on Karrion Cross. I mean, they're not on Karrion Cross or on Scarlet, let's be honest. Who isn't on Scarlet at this point? Right, no shit. But it's like, okay, this is Mark Marrow and Sable all over again. Mm-hmm. She's going to betray him. He's going to be shit, even though Karrion Cross is awesome. Right. And anybody would be lucky to have him because he's actually, like, gigantic and imposing. And he's actually really nice. Yes. So, let's move on now to the main... Well, also, also, Tommaso Chamber did not tap out. He passed out. He did. So, I feel like they're going to continue this rivalry because he right. did not technically tap. But it was, it was a great rivalry. Tommaso Ciampa, Karrion Cross are both grungy, oh, gritty 100%. characters. It would be a great... Great match. Anyways, the main event. I, I, I like it when two half-naked ball men touch each other. <laughs> anyways. <laughs> anyways. 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 Charlotte Flair, Ray Ripley, Io Shirai, NXT Women's Championship match, triple threat, main event. Boom. First time since 2015. That they main evented in NXT. Oh, that's right, because so the NXT Women's Championship did yes. not main event until 2015 because that was the Iron Woman match. Yes, so we all know about that one. Right. But now they are main eventing again, and this is what happened. This Run match, down. This match was freaking awesome. It was cool. Um, you know, obviously everyone was focused on Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair. Yes. Io Shirai was kind of there to be like a cushion. Um, they threw each other within the um uh, plexiglass, yes. which I think is a great creative way where Charlotte was like shoving Ray Ripley's face into it. Right. Where um, she threw Ray Ripley into it. It's it's a new dynamic. And also, right. they're starting to bang on the glass mm-hmm. as well, which is making a lot of noise. Right. And honestly, like they did this throughout the show, and mm-hmm. I felt like it gave this some much needed energy, and I really liked it. Um, Io Shirai right. obviously is such an incredible freaking worker. Right. And you can't go wrong with Charlotte Flair or Rhea Ripley, honestly. No. But it was a moonsault. So basically what happened was Charlotte Flair got the figure eight in, right? Right. On, moon, on, on Rhea Ripley. Ripley. Io Shirai hits a moonsault on Rhea Ripley, basically like squishing her head. It was kind of scary. But uh, knowing, Rhea, knowing Io Shirai, she's probably fine. Mm-hmm. And... Io Shirai won. She pinned. She basically did a Drake Maverick. Where yeah. Drake Maverick came in and stopped the thing with Kushida. Right. And this was the same thing. But Io Shirai won yeah. the NXT Women's Championship. And I think it had a little bit to do. And we're, and we're, we, like, we like stumped each other. We were like, what? Io Shirai? Well, I, I, think, I think it partially had to do with um, Hanakamura. Yep. I still think that they are trying to highlight the Japanese women's, women's wrestling. 100%. So that's fine. You know, Io Shirai is someone different. It's not your usual suspects. Um, Charlotte Flair, honestly, she, 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 I don't, I don't like her being in the NXT brand. She used to stick to Raw and SmackDown at this point. Right. Um, obviously with her, with going for possibly male championships yeah. and being in male rivalries, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I'm not surprised, one. But I think they did this because they wanted Rhea Ripley to beat Charlotte at WrestleMania, but given the circumstances and the visa issues, right? they were kind of forced into a corner. Right. And nobody wanted to see Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair again. Right. And Bailey and Charlotte Flair, Bailey was not the dynamo that she is now. Right. Um, and obviously, Charlotte Flair is a heel, so it wouldn't have made sense. Right. 
and they really wanted Rhea Ripley. So right. now with Io Shirai winning this, they can continue with Rhea Ripley and Io Shirai. Right. Rhea Ripley can go to another brand even. Yep. And Charlotte Flair honestly has transcended the women's division as a whole. Right. So that's kind of how it went. Um, is there anything else you'd like to say with regards to this before we get to the final rating and match of the night? I'm just going to go to it entirely. I'm going to give the show itself a 3.75. Okay. I think there were times where it was kind of wonky, and I wish it went a little bit longer. But other than that, I really enjoyed it. Hey, and, it's, it's 7.17. I ain't complaining. Right. I'm not either. Uh, the match of the night, to me, easily, was Johnny Gargano and Keith Lee. Right. Okay. So that's, that's just my opinion. So I'm going to say the same... For the match of the night, Johnny Organo, Keith Lee was definitely the show stealer. But the close second was, for me, the women's six-man tag. Oh, really? Yep. I was going to say the women's uh, triple threat, the NXT Women's Championship match. I kind of like that six-man tag, man. Well, just because you have a thing for Dakota Kai, you idiot. Anyways, um, I also give I'll this... Go, I'll go down under on her anyway. Anyways, I'll give this a 3.5 <laughs> for the issues listed above, except I'm not an asshole and give quarter points. It doesn't matter. I yes, mean, it does. you, you give it 3.5. You're kind of a loser. I know. I am kind of a loser, aren't but, I? I mean, but you know what? I'm, I also, you know what I didn't lose? You know what I didn't lose? Oh, oh, the Majestic Champion? Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah I didn't lose the Majestic Champion of the world. Yeah, wait until next week, cunt. All right, so speaking of cunts, we'll see all you cunts next week. Yes. What are we discussing next week? So next week we're doing WWE Backlash. Yep. We're going to cover the news that we're going to see, and then we are going to cover If Kayfabe is Dead. And that will be my short story. So stay tuned for my short story. Yes. Um, it's going to be a grimulous tale. Anyway, that's, that's an interesting verbalization. Anyway, uh, follow us on our social medias for up-to-date stuff. I like to post on my Instagram and also become a patron where you can watch the show with us, drink some alcohol, and just, like, hate life. So if you want to hate life with us, you can pay us money. <laughs> exactly. So thank you guys so much for listening, and as always, be majestic. <laughs>